Chris here and the host of the hour. First to follow the fox named Eve with books laid before the bear named M to read and retire around the long fire. It's 2024. It is. We made it. Um, New Year podcasts. You'll you'll update the uh, <laughs> file for this one. The metadata. Yeah. Yeah. So an important part of podcasting is making sure you have MP3 metadata for your MP3s that people are definitely downloading. Uh, there's one person I know who downloads podcasts in MP3 form to listen to them. At least one. Um, and I think that's unhinged, but, you know, I'm going to put some <laughs> metadata in there just in case you're that sicko. Yeah. I was manually doing it at first, um, mm. and then I realized that Pinecast does it. Oh, yeah. Um, so now I just upload it to podcast, and then if it is also a podcast that's going on Patreon, I like download it from Pinecast and then upload that to Patreon. So it just has done because it also like embeds the cover art and everything for me. Yeah, so. sure. I um, do not uh, embed the cover art. Uh, I used to for um, for VoIP life, but I feel like Patreon's back end for podcast got a little better about art uploads with the redesign um if it hasn't then whatever maybe i'm wrong but uh i haven't been ever since i got the new computer i don't think i got the thing that i use to attach artwork to podcasts downloaded i don't think i ever remember to download that um yeah but yeah i just have i just have a folder full of metadata for every show because every show has separate ones because i'm either uploading them to squarespace which does not attach any metadata or patreon which again does not attach any metadata yeah um. Yeah. But it does mean that as as, yes, as I edit every show, I do get to save a new 2024 version. And then for the entire year, I'll be like, oh, we started this year with, well, it's not interesting for Around the Long Fire because we don't title the episodes, but um, VoIP Life, uh, the 2024 VoIP Life title is going to be uh, off, uh, what is it? That... I have I have the title. Let me open up the uh I don't remember the exact line. It's it's the Final Fantasy 15 line. Um podcast yeah. files. Uh off my chair, Jester. Uh just like how the 2023 <laughs> VoIP life was called Abnormal Mapping 10th Anniversary Planning Document Parentheses Serious. Uh, because that was the first VoIP life of 2023. Um yeah. that's all. That's the yeah. uh, we'll just say uh what nibble on lead chapter 25 yeah. through 27 yeah, yeah. less fun <laughs> replacing whatever we had at the beginning of last year uh some stupid uh saga sh- saga shit so you know what are you gonna do mm-hmm. you said for the uh on uh i assume it was ornate stairwells but i don't know for sure um that you were gonna convince me to do beowulf but i had been kind of reticent to do beowulf and i truly don't remember this conversation happening (laughs) even though i bet it's on this podcast yeah i think i think it was on a recording where you're like oh i've already read beowulf i don't really want to do beowulf yeah i I think you'll just win that one i think we'll do beowulf at some point i do want to do some authoriana before that but i'm amenable to beowulf yeah. I think there's other fun stuff to do before we get to Beowulf. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's two things, which is like one, I truly believe that 
a lot of people who have read any Beowulf just read the Grendel thing. They haven't actually. Oh read yeah, Beowulf. that's what I read in, when I took yeah. British literature, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm reading the rest of it." Uh, yeah, <laughs> just like we read, uh, like in Canterbury Tales, we read like three of the stories, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm reading the rest of it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that stuff loves to have you read a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, and then also, I do think that, uh, like, because I had read Beowulf earlier, and then I, like, read some saga stuff, and then when I came back to Beowulf, I, I at least I had, like, a different context for how it was relating to things, instead mm. of it sort of being this thing that felt like it was in isolation. I'm like, oh, this is, like, just in the same lineage of, like, saga and Ada and stuff. So, yeah, um, I think we'll still get something out of it. But also some of it is that I just think more people should actually read Beowulf. And I don't yeah. think a lot of people actually read Beowulf. Uh, yeah, aside, yeah, that well, one thing that's like in all the textbooks. The last time I read Beowulf was nearly 15 years ago, probably. So, yeah. And I, I have that um, Tolkien translation, which I've never read. Oh, so. I was not going to recommend we do that one. But yeah, okay. I don't know if, if uh, that would be the one that we do. But um I have so many versions of Beowulf that 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 might be one where I like also read some other version. Okay, depending on time, not to be a tryhard, but no, no, no. Feel free because I never do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I went and started another book podcast instead uh, while you weren't looking. Yeah, actually, that's true. you, you totally saw a it new happening. Podcast. You, it was not a yeah, surprise to you. <laughs> it was in the group chat. Yeah. Um, if you if you would like to listen, it's on the export audio network. I think it's just going to go in the pa- I don't think it's getting its own feed. I think it's just going in the export feed and the Patreon feed. Um, and it has a name, but I don't remember what Nora settled on. Uh, but it, it, me and Nora are reading through Ar- the Aragon books, which is called the Inheritance Cycle or whatever. But the Aragon books, um, I'm not fancy like that. Um, yeah. All six of them. I thought there were four and Norris sprung on me that there are in fact six and one of them came out last year. And I, I said, I'm not sure about that one, but I think I'll probably just say yes. Much like Beowulf. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Readers is what my podcast app is, okay. is telling sure. me it is titled. Yeah. So we didn't have a name when we recorded. I said I didn't uh, care. Episode what was one, called. definitely not Jeremy fucking Irons. That was me. That's a, that's the thing I said. You can tell. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I knew who said that. <laughs> Um, oh, there's this part because I, I, uh, last week was visiting family. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this part where like podcast stuff came up and everyone was like talking about, you know, oh, I listened to like this podcast or whatever. Um, and I was just like, I just listened to like all of my friends' podcasts. That's like all I do anymore. <laughs> I, the only podcasts I listen to that aren't made by friends are like Nextlander and Jeff Gersman. And I guess like I listen to blowback. Um, but basically outside of that, it's just people in the community or my friends. Um, you know, I, I feel like I, uh, yeah, yeah I don't know that. Yeah. It, it's fucked up. I just became friends with everyone who makes the stuff I like. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I got so like, Shelf by genre, friends of the table. I'm yeah, not for, like uh, close to any of those people. Yeah, I, but they're I, still in the the circles. You know? Yeah, I am friends with Austin. I just feel, I feel comfortable saying that, and uh, I am friendly with Michael and me and Cameron. You know, I would DM Cameron without hesitation, though we're not like tight in any way. Um, yeah, Michael, I would say we're friends. Like it's weird now because Michael's mostly on co-host, and I don't use co-host, uh, so I haven't talked to Michael in a while. But we are friendly. Um, and uh but yeah austin's austin's a homie <laughs> yeah 
Also, was a, a, a reference for my job that I'm currently working at. He was like, "I'll, I'll put me down as a reference. I'll, I'll talk you up. Uh, must have done a good job." <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I'm looking at the. So I listen to a, a parenting podcast called Childproof because Emily mm-hmm. listens to it, and it's pretty short. Although they stole the Puton bit of having a timer, but it's like far more heavily edited. Um, oh, you can't and edit and have a timer. Yeah, it ruins the bit because part of the bit is that you, you as the audience member, knows the timer's going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's less of a, a bit for them and more just them trying to not go forever. Yeah. Um, and then I still listen to Baby Geniuses, which is the only Max Fun thing that I still listen to. Okay. Um, they have recently on multiple episodes talked about what's the thing that they will do that will get them kicked off of Max Fun. So um, I feel like they're like weirdly on the periphery, but um, I also have just been listening to that podcast for it's my war war rocket Ajax. You yeah, know? sure. So. That's that's um, Gerstman for me. Yeah. I just uh, I'll listen to that uh, guy talk about anything, even though I don't think it's particularly great these days. I will still listen to it. Um, but should we talk about the the reading, not the saga, but the? Oh yeah, I guess we could if you really want to. Yeah, we had a we had another kind of bum week. Yeah, whatever source this uh, poet switched to is not nearly as good of a source. Yeah, we have some like. Prime Hagen acting like a saga guy. Uh, this guy fucking mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. We we have like some decent bits here, yeah. but we we still haven't gotten to the meat. You know, yeah. There's also um, some like classic uh, self fulfilling prophecying happening. So you know, yeah. not a total loss. Better. Than, I think ultimately, I think it's better than last week. Though nothing oh, yeah, really definitely. happens. Yeah. Um. So chapter twenty five. Uh, the Burgundians, now called the Nibelungs, just, you know, messing up whatever context was there previously, uh, set out for Hungary. They come across a flooded river, and Hagen, uh, basically says, like, we should turn back. Uh, this is an ill omen, and Gunther chastises him for this. Um, and so Hagen goes off in search of a fairy and comes across some water fairies, some Nixies, uh, in the water, which they are like in the water. So I'm assuming that that's normally where they live, but they are still bathing with their, their clothing up on the shore. There's like some, you know, potential swan imagery here where he's like stealing swan feathers or something. Yes. Uh, but he steals their clothing. Um, and they're like, if you give it back to us, we will tell you your fate. Um, and one of them's like, let me give you a little taste. Uh, everything's going to be fine. Uh, it'll be, you know, your future looks bright, basically. Um, <laughs> real myoma reading soldiers, uh, tea or like coffee cups and just telling them, oh yeah, a girl at home is waiting for you, <laughs> yeah. uh, during the war. But, um, yeah, then, uh, he gives them back. And then, uh, the other one is like, lol, she lied to you. Um, just so that you would give us her clothes back. Cause if we said like the bad thing, you might not want to give it back to us. Uh, you're all doomed except for the chaplain. Yeah, uh, she's hit, the only she person him, in the party. She hits him with the red queen from the Resident Evil movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, damn, I was right. <laughs> because yeah. that's who, that's who he is. He's like, I've been saying this for years that we were all doomed. Yeah. <laughs> I knew we were all doomed. <laughs> um, but they also give him 
some advice on how to trick the ferryman by saying that he is a man named uh, Amalric. Yes. Um, and he goes and does that, and the, the man comes over and is like, wait a minute. Your name might be Amalric, but you're not the Amalric that I know. They say two things. They say, they say, here's how you get him to come over, but also don't piss him off because he will oh. attack you, <laughs> which are, yeah. which are extremely <laughs> at odds things to say. Uh, and he comes over and he's pissed off that he lied about who he was, yeah. uh, and attacks him. Yes. Um, and, uh, Hagen draws the sword that he stole from from Siegfried, yeah, uh, and kills the man with it, um, yeah. and then steals the ferry. And <laughs> as he's riding back to the the rest of you know the giant army, basically, um, everyone can just see blood like pouring out of the side yes. of the ferry. Yes, um, and they're like, "Did you kill the ferry man?" And he's like, "Nah, I found me? it like this. I don't know what was yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah, there's blood coming out of it. Oh, that's weird." <laughs> Uh, and then immediately um, pulls the print, the kings aside and go, no, 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 I did kill that guy. Yeah. We're fucked. We're totally fucked. <laughs> yeah, oh, I did he in does, fact kill He him. does immediately try to drown the chaplain also to, like, prove fate wrong. But in doing yeah. so, drives the chaplain away. And thus, the chaplain leaves the party, meaning that he's the one person who's going to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And so he's just like, oh, fuck, we truly are doomed. And so in, in a fit of just fatalistic resignation, just smashes the fairy into pieces. Yes. Um, and they're like, why are you doing this? And he's like, we're fucked. We're all doomed. It's specifically- I tried to kill the chaplain to like prove the Nixies wrong, and then he ran away, and now he's going to survive. We're it, fucked. It's specifically that he wants to destroy the fairy, so when they are attacked and running away, no one can be a coward and leave. They're all going to die mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Um. <laughs> being Being extremely fatalistic and also an asshole at the same time. Yeah. Um so uh chapter 26 uh Hagen basically tells everyone about the the prophecy um why he killed like that he killed the ferryman why he like tried to kill the the chaplain all of that. Um and after that they're like let's have Volker the minstrel lead us from here. Just <laughs> 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 which I thought was just like a funny little bit. Yeah. Um and uh, as they continue on, they are pursued by Gelpfret and Elsa, um, who are like the people in control here. The ferryman was like, you know, uh, worked for them, basically. Um, one of the things, too, is that Hagen wanted to pay the ferryman and like the ferryman can't take money because he's like works for, you know, the the people in the region. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Gelfret wants Hagen to repay the life of the ferryman with his own life. Um, and there's like a little bit of like Hagen trying to like barter out of this, but, uh, ends up they are dueling. Um, and there's a part where it seems like Hagen is going to get got. And, uh, he calls out for Donquart, who, uh, steps in and kills Gelfret for him. Um, and then a larger battle sort of breaks out from here. Um, and it's said that uh, only four Burgundians, or I guess Nibelungs now, lose their life. Um, the, the Bavarians lose 100. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they come across Ekevort, who is mad uh, about Siegfried, but then seems fine with it pretty quickly after Hagen's like, here, take the sword. <laughs> and also some red gold bracelets. Um and so they send him to Rudiger, um, who, you know, we had last time. Uh, or no, he sends them to, to Rudiger, who then accepts them as guests. Um, mm -hmm. 
and it's like you know uh i i will put you up um so chapter 27 is rudiger um being this great host giving them a plenty um and in the the course of like i think it's like the first night that Gieselhair gets married to his daughter the young margravine who we still don't know the name of um and the book reminds us that uh this love this marriage will be short-lived because everyone's doomed to die yes <laughs> um and then the next morning they want to leave but rudiger's like no you can't and so like he keeps them on for four mornings um and finally they insist on leaving uh and so he gives them a bunch of gifts as parting uh so i wrote down a suit of armor for gunther a sword for gernot a shield for hagen that was once carried by nuodung who vitiga slew which just this is like big some other myth vibes yes <laughs> um that we we have not read um and then sumptuous clothes for dongvart yes um and then uh Fulker doesn't doesn't get anything initially, but then he sings a song to the Margravine and is paid in bracelets for the song. Um, and there's like a note that this is like sort of a common thing at the time mm-hmm. um, where like people would sing these like kind of love songs to, to like powerful women in exchange for like some sort of gift that she would decide to give him. Um and then when they leave, uh, Rudiger's like, I'm going to go with you, um, thus also dooming himself, presumably. Um, and then news reaches Hungary of the Burgundians' approach, uh, and Kriemhild stands at the window of her tower, awaiting her revenge, which hopefully we will get to next time. Yeah. Um, good. It was a good image to, to end on here with Kriemhild just at the window. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um but yeah, nothing really happens, but we do get some like nice little mythic things. Yeah. I thought the so. first chapter was pretty good. A lot of uh, yeah. bad stuff happening. All Hagen's fault. Uh, this man cannot help but doom everybody around him. Um, For some reason too, when I started reading it, I thought it was going to be like a whole, um, like it was going to fall into the threes thing that myths love to do where oh. it would be like, they come to the river and then like they ford the river. Um, and it like, like he reads it as an omen and everybody else doesn't want to. And then like, you know, two other things. Uh, so then it was nice seeing it like veer off into like prophecy and, and people having feelings about being doomed. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the reading. Really hope for some revenge next time. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, Hagen's gonna get got. We know that. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't have too much else about the reading this week. So no, 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 no. That's it for the the sagas. Sagas over. Yeah. Um. I've also filled you in that I have watched zero double O in between. Uh, what the fuck? Um, watch some Gundam. Had, yeah, I just had to take care of a kid the entire time, Ugh, mostly. Show the kid Gundam. Yeah, I mean, I have shown the kid Gundam, but um, it's got a dub. You could throw on the dub. I haven't listened to the dub. Yeah. No idea if it's good or not. Um, but uh, it's there. If you need to just uh, 
you know, teach a kid about child soldiers. Be like, this is what happens yeah. if you don't uh, behave. You're going to go fight in the wars. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would. Um, yeah. Just watched a bunch of mid. I mean, I would already watched a bunch when we recorded last time, but watched a bunch of mid Christmas movies, mostly. Oh, yeah. Um, You'd already. Yes. We've already talked about that ad nauseum. Unless you have more of those. I'm not going to let you get away with this. No. I mean, I think I think the latest is the Charlie Brown Christmas stuff. But we talked about that on stairwells, too. Yes. I have no opinions about Charlie Brown uh, Christmas. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So. Yeah. I mean, it's peanuts, you know. Uh, yeah. Um. The other thing is I did play some Final Fantasy VIII. So Yeah. I got I got through Norg. I've I've beaten Norg. Yeah. Uh Fuyurodo. Yeah. A little further. Yeah. Um Yeah, there's like I mean I, I saw the like uh garden lift up and stuff. Yeah. That stuff yeah, yeah. too. But I'm assuming I'm coming up on halfway. Like, through the game. Like. Let me, because let me go I, look at a walkthrough real quick. This is for how far I am into to disc two, I'm assuming like I'm a third of the way through disc two. And my guess is the final disc is going to be like mostly the finishing up side quest stuff. And then like a final dungeon with the final boss that will probably yeah, be I long. Would, but I like, would say you're like maybe like two more areas from where I would call the halfway point of the game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my my assumption is that like there's probably like two or three areas in uh like disc um disc two left. Like there's probably like a few other little bits, but like two th- like two or three main things that I have to do. So yeah, um yeah, and probably like after one or two of them, then I'm like halfway. Yeah, um, you know, slightly before the end of disc two. Basically. Yes. So. This two's where all the sickest cutscenes live, if you ask me. So. Um, yeah, there's some good ones. I'm, oh, I'm you, sure there's more coming know. up. You don't but, even know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it was, it was funny. Uh, so like when I, when I got to, I stayed up a little bit late to like finish disc one. Cause mm-hmm. I, I just knew I was close to the end. Uh, especially like I had the feeling already. And then like there was the, you would confirm that like, oh yeah, once you get done with this thing, then you're like through disc one. Uh, so I just wanted to like clear disc one and I yeah. like just turned the, the, um, steam deck off because I wasn't sure like how much there would be before I would get like another save point after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then just booting it up and then immediately being like, um, you are, well, why am I drawing a blank on his name suddenly? Um, you know, the, the, the idiot dreaming Laguna? of the idiot, but you're just, yeah, Laguna. Uh, you're just like in a town. Um, yeah. there's like a little kid and everything. I was like, <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> um, but, uh, the, the part. I, I like understand what he's doing with the part for the idea assassination where you keep switching parties was so annoying. Um, like I enjoyed the, like you're switching back and forth doing this mission, but I just feel like even with the like switching element stuff, there was just annoying stuff there. Um, 
But the way that they then did the two parties for, like, going into the missile launch base um, and then going into the garden, that worked more because it was, like, you know, you're just sticking with the party. You don't have to, like, continually reset up. Even doing the the switch, um, like, the junctions yeah thing you still like your hp gets messed up every time so it's like you have to like figure some way to like either just deal with that or heal up um yeah i found it kind of annoying constantly switching but uh it's then thankfully not just stuck with constantly switching so no um and again i i I understood how that could be exciting i just felt like the mechanics got in the way of it so um but yeah you know i feel like stuff is popping off now yeah at the very least Mm -hmm. um there's some sort of i'm i'm assuming norg is some sort of alien or something uh i just has final fantasy yeah um I'm just saying, it's got. It's I'm got so I'm vibes. so hands off about a th- like a thing you're in the middle of. This is just not. I'm not going to talk about it. I just won't. You just got to wait until you're done. Then we can talk about it. Okay. This uh, is just my way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'll keep plugging away at it. Yep. Um, uh, your Oshi let you down. Didn't sing once unless it happened on the New Year stream and I missed it. But I feel like no, you had tweeted never about sung it. Auld Lang Syne. Man, I thought she was like a whole classical singer and shit. I feel I like a, a then, con like, has been perpetrated against you specifically. And she had her sister on the like holiday. Oh, I listened to karaoke. that. I, yes, I was listening to that. Yeah. Uh, getting worked by her sister. Yeah. And her sister does like a Scottish accent. Yeah, I was like, have your sister sing it. Somebody sing it. <laughs> um, so. It's really funny. That whole thing is funny to me because I don't think her sister is like necessarily a better singer than her, but like just knows how to pick songs that match her voice really well. And uh, and Nerissa does not. <laughs> she needs to yeah. fucking figure her shit out. <laughs> yeah, there's like two times where Nerissa did like a more traditional like hymn, yeah. you know, carol or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, you should just keep doing this. Yes. <laughs> And then her um, sister was just hitting jazzy numbers left, right, yeah. and center, and those the sh- that's the shit she does really well. Yeah, um, and then occasionally they would do some like modern duet song. Oh, their and duets were fucking terrible. Yeah. They're so terrible. <laughs> I was like, both of you can sing. Uh, yeah. You're not like professional singers, but both of you can sing. But together, you cannot sing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it worked out for the the. Uh, what was it? The the Ilium? Is that the... What's the name of that song? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, the Elfin Lied. Or Lead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we are currently just reading something that has that word in it. <laughs> um, yeah, Lilium. Because um, her sister did some of the low parts there. But apparently, I've heard there was like... Her sister was like, you like kept coaching me. You made me re-record some, some stuff like a lot because <laughs> you wanted to like fit what you were trying to do. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was a fun karaoke, but um, 
you can definitely tell when when Narissa picks a song that is like one that she knows or is like suited to her voice. Um, yes. And then there's a lot of other ones where sometimes she knows that it's not really suited and then she just kind of goofs off. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Yeah. Um, I got so behind on podcasts and Narissa streams over Yule because it just wasn't working. And that's like my primary time to do that stuff. Um, so I'm a little bit like, oh, yeah, you're you're going on your honeymoon to the Maldives. I have time to like catch up on both now. So, uh, yeah, I don't keep up with VTubers like that, but I am. I'm yeah. basically caught up with my podcast again because I was like tapped out. Uh right before the holidays and now I'm, i was had a bit of a backlog and now i think i'm tapped out again unless something dropped oh i i'm i'm halfway through the ghost divers new year special because that's long as fuck y'all go long as fuck yeah. um please release a two-hour ghost divers in the year 2024 jesus christ <laughs> um and then i have because of that i haven't listened to this week's puton either yet so you got yeah. short shift um if we had actually done barry linden i would have died uh yeah you should, yeah you made the right choice in not doing Raylan. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was always the decision, and then I was just like, you know, we should have Connor on to guest and do Barry Lyndon at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the response and other surrounding, <laughs> uh, you know, situations, we were just like, oh fuck, we're doing this immediately. <laughs> so, um, gotta watch Barry Lyndon tomorrow, I guess. So I can record about it on Friday. Yeah, I'm watching my movie on Friday so I can record about it on Saturday. That's how the that's the life of a movie podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um I was hoping to spread it out so that I wouldn't have to like potentially stay up a little bit late, but mm-hmm. it's fine. Barry Linden's only three hours. In my head, I always think of it as being like three and a half, and it's not. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. Um so we'll see. It's possible that uh, Autumn and I might watch it together, but this is the one where we're like, usually Star Wars movies we watch together, but this is the one where we're like, you know, if we can't make it work, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, that's good. I'm glad you moved Barry Lyndon because uh, Autumn was like, oh, come on and do the psycho thing. And I was like, I'm kind of busy this week. I don't, I don't think I can make this work. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, we need to. We have like two podcasts we need to to schedule with you at some point. Yeah, um, Psycho and also Basic Instinct. Yeah, they just have pod. to be on non Reptoy screenings weeks. Yeah. Uh. Um, and we are going to do Kashan with uh, Nora, but okay. I also want to spread it out a little bit so it's not just guests back to back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so all that stuff is to be figured out, but, um, oh, next month I have to go to Connor's wedding. Okay. Um, I don't think it will influence this podcast at all though. Okay. We record on Wednesdays, uh, and weddings are usually a weekend thing. So as this one is, um, but I think the the main thing is like ghost divers in Puton. We have to like move around and and like double up a Puton recording and stuff to to make it work. But um, because I'm like, don't record podcasts like right after your wedding. <laughs> don't do it. 
Um, I would. Yeah, you would. <laughs> um, it's fine. I would absolutely. Hey, everyone's here. We might as well record something at the like reception. Like it'd be great. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a, a a slightly different thing then. Yeah, but I'm just saying I would do both. Yeah. 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 Um, the audio on that giant reception one would be bad, but it would yeah. be a fun podcast. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just yeah. do things to see what happens when you do them. Yeah. You're not expecting it to be great. You just want to do it. Yeah. The gang's all here. You might as well, you know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like other... I mean, I've also been just played a lot with Legos this week. Um, this is like the Christmas where my my kid got like Legos, not Duplos, but like actual Legos. Um, and so far, it's been like we like, you know, followed the instructions and like made the the like actual things rather than okay, just the free build stuff with with the like kits that we got. Yeah. Um. But it's still been, like, the most that I've seen, like, my kid do a solo imaginative play with toys. Because mm. um, I feel like right now, especially, like, for, like, this generation of kids, like, if you want to keep watching a show, you can, because it's just on streaming. Yes. You know? Um, that was just, like, different when I was a child where it was just, like, you had cable, and if the show that you wanted to watch wasn't on anymore... And the show that was on was one that you didn't really care about. You would just get bored and do something else. Yeah. Um, whereas now, if you want to watch 20 episodes of Spidey and his amazing friends back to back, you can do that. Um, but the Spidey and his amazing friends Legos you can play with. And apparently that is that has had more appeal to pull my kid away from, um, you know, TV or like wanting to watch TV. You know, yeah. us being like, let's do something else. Uh, you know, we have like board games and stuff. Let's like do some other things. TV's fine, but like mix it up, play with other things, d- develop different skills. So um, that's been fun. Um, the Mario Legos are weird. Yeah, I've uh, looked at them and I'm like, I don't, I don't like how any of these look. They're... I mean, this is like, I'm old. Like if I want, yeah. if I want branded Legos, I want to build, like, I want the Lego version of like a Gunpla, right? Like the things I have, I have like the Vespa scooter. I think that one's sick as hell. I have the bonsai tree. Um, when, when Rogue One came out, I bought the, what's the big droid, the like cop droid they reprogram. I have one of those. Um, oh, yeah. cause I thought it was cool. It is cool. It's so cool. Um, that's a good robot. Um, as, as a kid, I wanted, like, the most pieces in a set possible. So I could put them on my big bin and just fuck around with Legos. Um, I did not, like, build to the book. I think I did it, like, once with, like, the castle set. Maybe once with, like, a police station. I got Legos a lot as a kid because I only liked video games, books, and Legos. I didn't like toys, really. They're beyond that. Um, and so I just got a lot of Legos. Um but I really wanted like a big, I wanted the bin where I could, you know, clear off the air hockey table that I never used because air hockey's stupid to build a giant Lego thing on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that that too is just like going to come more as my kid gets older. Yeah. Um, where there's like, 
Because there's just a certain amount of engineering to like building your own Lego thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I think some of it comes from you like follow the instructions to build a thing and you start figuring out like how things get put together and made. Um, but yeah, I remember uh, I, I was like maybe 10 or something. Uh, mm. So it was like the age print on it was like older than my age. But I, I you know. Especially, I think once you get into like that that range of like eight, ten, twelve, like the the age thing feels far more of a suggestion. Whereas, like with yes. really little kids, where it's like the difference between a toy that says like for three year old and the toy that's or like board game or whatever that says four year old can mm-hmm. be quite large. <laughs> yes. Um. But uh, yeah, it was like a giant um, like Millennium Falcon. Like it was like a I I don't remember exactly how big it was, but it was like a, a huge number of pieces. Uh-huh. Um, and I think like the Christmas that I asked for it, it was like the only thing I got because it was just like, you know, I'm sure it was fucking expensive. Like it was yes. cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just like, you know, we're, we're basically everything in it. I'm sure that it probably came with like uh, Han and Chewie or whatever. But like aside from that, I feel like there was like very few... Like, this is a specific piece, you know? There's, uh-huh. like, maybe a specific thing that you put on that, like, looked like the little board where they play the hollow chest game or whatever. Yeah. Um, I forget what it's called now because I don't care about Star Wars in the way that I did when I was 10. Um, All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with this article. Um, okay. This is from Brick Fanatics. This is every Lego Star Wars Millennium Falcon uh, in order. Ooh. From okay. uh, 99 to 2022. Um, <laughs> this little, this little tiny one is cute. Yeah. Second one. Yeah. Yeah. I um, assume you almost have to, you only could be talking about the 99 one cause you're aging yeah. out of this at this point. Yeah. Um, it was maybe the 2004 I would have been. Yeah. I don't think it was the 2004. So yeah, it must've been the 99 one. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, this is like a, I mean, it's like a relatively sizable kit, but like the modern Lego Millennium Falcon is like a night. It's like a $500 thing, right? It's like huge. It's for adults. It's, it covers your entire coffee table. Um, what's the, there's this one that's the ultimate collector's Millennium Falcon and there's not a date on here. Oh, there, there's Three dates at the bottom. After. If you scroll down, there's like a oh, okay. table that has number of pieces and what year it came out in. Um, yeah. Uh, Ultimate Collectors is from 2007. Yeah, 2007. In my head, like as a child, whatever I was building felt like this one from 2007. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was this um, two, year 1999 or 2001 with the, mm-hmm. like 600 pieces. Um, possible that it was 2004, but that's, I was in high school then. Um, I, I don't think I was doing Millennium Falcon Lego. Um, but yeah. Wow. Uh, Some of these little tiny ones are very funny. Yes. (laughs) Um, I like the promotional Millennium Falcon because it's like so simple from uh 2018 
Oh yeah, I um, this is the castle one I was talking about. If you want, if anyone's interested, it is the King's Mountain Fortress. It's apparently like the first big raised castle. Oh yeah, I had this. Yeah, um, and I built that one, and then I had, I think it was a police station. Um, it had a lot of like transparent. Oh yeah, this is exactly it. Um, this uh. <laughs> Gonna click through. I'm gonna send you the photo. These are the two big sets I remember having, and then the rest was like, oh, that's not gonna send the actual image, is it? Weird. Um, um copy image. This should work. Uh yeah, there we go. This this police station, yeah. this would be the uh for anyone playing along at home, the central precinct HQ from nineteen ninety-three. Yeah, uh, which were the two big ones. I like. I said, other than that, it was like, uh, well, you could. You, I, I assume they still do this. I don't know because the the economics of Lego. It's like as much for adults. Like they're selling fancy kits for adults. Um, I would just get the like big brick. You know, here's a tub of bricks. Uh, they they don't build anything. There's no instructions. Just a big fucking tub of bricks. And then I dump it in my big. I had like a toy box. I just like repurposed as all I held was Legos. Um. And it was just full of Legos, <laughs> just like thousands of pieces. Yeah, I think we had this uh, Lego monorail, space monorail. I remember uh, in the basement when I was a kid, we had like this. Ooh, this is cool. Yeah, this like giant table setup that was like all the space stuff because um, I feel like. Especially, like, my closest in age brother, where, like, we played together the most, uh-huh. um, hung out the most. I feel like both of us were into sci-fi, whereas I think I was more into fantasy than, than my brother was. Uh-huh. Um, and so, like, this, especially the stuff that was, like, we we're going to share, you know, the gifts that you get that are, like, this is for both of you, this Lego set. Because yeah. um, that just happened a lot to me when I was a kid. Um, those were, like all space stuff uh so we had like this whole big table just set up with like there's the monorail going around it and we had like a bunch of different you know space spaces and um made our own spaceships and everything so yeah um yeah my big thing uh as a ludicrous child of the 90s is i was trying to make a the set of legends of the hidden temple out of lego for my lego people to go through yeah just out of spare parts (laughs) Which is the most, like, obnoxious, like, fucking, like, elder millennial shit in the world. Like, but that's what I was doing at, like, 10 years old or whatever. Um, oh, here's, like, a, uh, so I don't know if you found the, like, box or whatever, but here's, like, from a, an eBay listing that shows the whole monorail setup. Oh, that's cool. That's big. Yeah. Yeah, there's My, just um, lots of space to, like, build a space city around it, which yeah. is great. I was not into like tracked vehicles as a child. This was like stuff my brother's really into. He's like really into Hot Wheels and stuff. I was not a. I feel like there's like vehicles kids, uh, and then yeah. not vehicles kids. And I was not a vehicles kid. Yeah, I was not really a vehicles kid. Uh, I, I think the the one. I mean, spaceships were cool, um, and to a lesser extent, I did still sometimes like trains. Like we had the wooden train sets too. Mm. Um, but yeah, I never really had. I'm sure I had some Hot Wheels, but um, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I never got vehicles. Yeah, I liked Lego, and then uh, I grew up next to like two girls next door. One who's like three days away from my age, like just uh, 
same age. And then she had a little sister who was a little closer than my brother is to me. Um, and I would go over there and play like Barbies and, um, what's the, what's the fucking board game that's about like getting the princess stuff together. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, the princess stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure. Is this a princess thing? Is this, is it a princess thing? Um, is it just called pretty, pretty princess? It might've been sure. Um, a lot of, a lot of playing with girls toys because I could get away with it because <laughs> I yeah. thought they were cool. Um, like, uh, yeah, just all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I remember, uh, like the, the play jewelry stuff, mm -hmm. um, and wearing like play earrings. Um, yeah. and then being aware that I was like that for me, it was like, I was doing the, the like pretty princess or like, you know, uh, playing with the, the girl stuff thing, but yeah. then telling people that I was a pirate as my, my like excuse. Oh I yeah. I, did that that. I just thought, I just thought yeah. it was good. I thought it was, um, fun. And then nobody really like gave me shit about it. I don't know. Mostly because I just grew up playing next to door to girls and they were happy to have someone to play with, I think more than anything. I don't know. Yeah. It was not a concern really. Um, I, I remember like, one of the, I've, I've talked about this on a VoIP life. I think one of the, the first times I really felt like the pressure to like the boy toy and not the girl toy was like Digimon versus Tamagotchi. And I was like, fuck these Digimon. They suck. I don't want to play oh, the yeah, stupid angry dinosaur guy. I want to play the cute little egg guys. Tamagotchi was so much cooler than, than Digimon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the the biggest thing where I was like really aware of, the the pressure to do the boy thing uh was it was just bizarre that uh it was ray earth and then um card captors was fine <laughs> the mark and i on that really worked at my school that oh, card captors yeah. was fine i mean they ray did earth like aggressively pitch that to a boy yeah. audience because they were afraid no one was gonna watch it yeah and for me it was just like sailor moon and dragon ball z were just inexorably linked in my head you watch one you watch the other they're both sick uh <laughs> Which yeah. still, still, still agree. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little sad um, that like I think the Sailor Moon anime is just not nearly as good as Dragon Ball Z anime. That's just an unfortunate fact of the world. I feel the same way with the manga too, actually. Um, but it's what we had. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I I feel like I watched some Sailor Moon when I was younger, but mm. I was never that into Dragon Ball. So. I was, um, I was like moderately into it. And then, um, it was really super hitting. I was like, I'm going to, people talk about super and I watched some super and I was like, oh, this is just like hitting so aggressively in like the things I'm interested in stories being about. Um, and now I'm a Dragon Ball sicko and I made destiny a Dragon Ball sicko and we're going to cry when Goku comes back. It's going to be great. <laughs> Coming back this year. Really excited about it. Yeah. Um, I remember also like, so often after school, um, I would get picked up by like a different mom and I would be at her house for a while uh -huh. uh, until my parents got off work and they would like come pick me up from her house. And I would like play with uh, the in the like same class, like, mm. a, a, you know, another kid. Um, and he really liked Power Rangers and we mm. would like, we also both really like drawing. So we would like sit and draw on those like, you know, those like, um those like tables that would fold out for like eating a tv dinner yeah like a tv tray. Remember? yeah 
um we would like draw on those and okay. and power rangers would be on and i remember just like really not being interested in power rangers but watching a lot of it oh, I, yeah because <laughs> it was just like always power, on power rangers was very popular yeah um but i did draw a lot so um including uh there was this part where because i was just watching so much power rangers i ended up drawing like basically like oh power rangers but like uh sort of bug themed and basically just created common rider in my head as like a child so oh, you mean big bad beetleborgs <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um so because i was definitely watching big bad beetleborgs when they, that hit um vr troopers i thought was stupid but big bad beetleborgs that was pretty cool because they they went to a haunted house because the the, the tokulis were inexplicable in the things they would put together <laughs> yeah um the other let me i know i got really into beast wars i was never okay. big into like yeah, regular transformers but not I did like once beast wars. have i gotten into transformers it's, uh, oh. never happened probably never will at this point yeah i had a lot of specifically beast wars transformers toys mm-hmm. so i had some, um, i knew some like kids growing up who were into transformers but one it was like kind of old, like beast wars hadn't happened yet and like the g1 stuff was not kind of like falling out of favor um and also they were vehicles and like i said i was not a vehicle kid i thought yeah there's nothing less interesting to me than a truck uh <laughs> and yeah. uh so I, I thought Transformers were, like, just incredibly lame for years and years and years. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember before, like, Beast Wars came out, um, I had a friend who had, like, you know, Transformers stuff, and I remember being uninterested in, like, the truck that turns into a robot, yeah. even though I thought the robot was kind of cool. Uh, and then they did the one where they were like, well, what if it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex or a spider or a cheetah that turns into the robot? And I was like, well, now you're talking. Well, I've already watched the first season of Power Rangers, so this has no effect on me. I've already seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, it's like the ugliest CG I've ever seen, right? That's like the bad CG one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was then, uh, Beast Machines, I think. Okay. The one where they, like, go back to whatever the planet is, and then there's still Beast, but they, like, become fused with machines. Beast um, Wars, uh, 96 and ended 99. So, yeah, I was like, well, one, I was uh, discovering RPGs, like JRPGs and watching anime. So I'd like, fucking, this was missing me entirely. Because in the, in yeah. Beast Wars happening, I became a Final Fantasy person and, uh, Pokemon person. <laughs> Um, when when was uh seven? Because seven was really the the beginning of me being a JRPG. Ninety seven. So yeah, yeah I, th- I was watching some some uh you know Beast Wars and then uh really getting into especially the PlayStation. The PlayStation mm-hmm. was just once we got one. Um, I mean, I I definitely played games on like Sega Genesis. That was you know we had a an NES and a Genesis. Um and uh atari um and i i played a fair amount but it was like the the playstation was when i was like oh fucking gaming that's like where i where i went super gaming mode so oh yeah that that was probably super nintendo for me um yeah and a lot of it was around like jrpg stuff Um, yeah because it was just like i can just play like you you get this game and there's like a shit ton of just 
hours that you're like playing it and getting a story and like having characters that you care about um yeah i think also there's a way that like the the jrpg party like enabled you to identify with different types of people um because you're just like playing as the entire party so Mm -hmm. um that i really enjoyed uh Yeah, seven. Uh, Chrono Cross, obviously, the the big thing. Yeah, I didn't, but, obviously, uh, did not play Chrono Cross at the time. Yeah. I didn't even play Chrono Trigger until, like, God, when did when did the PlayStation version of Chrono Trigger come out? Uh, so I was like in high school, or maybe Final Fantasy Chronicles. When is that release? Of course, this is not going to help me. Um, 99 and 2001. So I'm in high school. Uh, and did I actually not play that until college? It, very possible. I did not play that until college, which would have been 2004. So hitting really late for me, even when Chrono Trigger first hit, I was like, when it hit like in there in the PlayStation release, I was like, this is not as good as the games I like <laughs> dissuading yeah. me from playing Chrono Cross, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And then I think it was like a little bit after um it was like towards the beginning of PlayStation 2 era that I started mm. like I I had been playing JRPG stuff and it had like really started with the like square JRPG stuff um and then I was just starting to get into like other weirder stuff and so that's when I did like Persona and Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. Um so um And that's just, that sent me in a whole course. So. What, Persona 3 was like 2006 then? Yeah. Um, I yeah. think that was, I had like played like one or two uh, sort of dating sims before that, but that was also early in like me doing dating sim stuff. Uh, fair enough. Um, but that was just the start of me being a real, a real, uh, sicko <laughs> RPG sicko. But yeah. What, what have you been up to? Uh, gaming, watching movies, I, mostly gaming, to be honest. Like I, um, I'm working on the game club game. I'm like, it's like 27 chapter missions long and I'm like 15 missions in. I'm trying to get that cleared because I want it out of my life because I want to play Alan Wake 2, but I, I can't, I can't do everything or nothing and Alan Wake 2 at the same time because they're a little too similar of a video game for me. No one's ever said this. No one said everything or nothing is like Alan Wake 2, but I don't like third person shooters that much. So they, they're too, they're too similar for my brain. Um, and, um, so I'll, I'll finish that and I'll work on week two. And then I got uh, over the holiday steam sale. I picked up Star Ocean 2, Star Ocean Second Story R, uh, which is the remake of Star Ocean 2, which is the, the game I went fully sickos mode about it when it came on the PlayStation um, and put like 100 hours into it. And then I played the PSP remake when that came out and was very unhappy with it. Um, 
and I got this and I'm near, I'm like, I could go, I'd be like at the point where I could go to the final dungeon and I probably will after I just do a couple more things. And then I get a clear save and I can do the like optional end game dungeon. Cause that's where that game gets uh, real good about uh, a ridiculous, like 13 floor optional dungeon where the game gets really hard and interesting. Um, Cause so far it's been much like my memory, pretty easy. Um, if you're at all prepared, uh, and I kind of remember a lot of it, but Star Ocean 2 has been fucking great. Uh, I really like it. And this remake is really smart and really approachable. Uh, it takes inscrutable interlocking item systems and makes them all make sense and encourages you to mess with them a little more earlier to help out. Also, I'm not a, a you know a teenager anymore, so I, I understand how video games work more. Uh, yeah. it's just good. I, uh, highly recommend it to anyone who wants like a good, like 25 hour RPG. Um, you can finish the story in that time easy. Um, and, uh, remember why parties are good. Why RPGs are good. <laughs> Sometimes you go to a town and then you go to a dungeon and then you go to another town and they lead you to a dungeon and you just do that for 20 hours. Then the video game's over and you're like, man, that was fucking great. Yeah. Um, I've been seeing you play that and and thinking about trying to pick it up, but um, I also with the the sale um, got all the Final Fantasy thirteen games and fifteen. So okay. <laughs> um, well, uh, each one of those is longer than Star Ocean two, uh, and put together is like two hundred hours of video game. Yeah, yeah. Also, you're still um, playing eight. Don't start a new RPG. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not starting one until I finish eight. But uh, yeah, man, listening to the the Final Fantasy 15 podcast uh, and knowing that the place that where I left off was like where it's not an open world game anymore. Yes, um, and that just being the end, being like, God damn it. This is where literally everyone I know who played 15, like kind of when it was new, dropped it is like right when you go to Altissia and the game's about to radically change what it is structurally. Uh, yeah, this, I know at least five people who dropped the game at that point. Yeah, I think some of it is that it was just like there was a shift in what the gameplay loop was. Yes. And then other things in my life were making it harder to game. And so it was just like uh you know came back to it after like not being able to pick it up for a few weeks and then just being like what the fuck is happening <laughs> this is not the game i was playing what is happening here uh and just not being able to get back into it so um yeah i think i even did a little bit of like you know the stuff that happens Mm. Like I like kind of started working through that when I when I then dropped it. Um so um you know and then going back and being like I'm I'm confused, you know. I barely remember what I was doing, but I remember there being a car and I can't do the car anymore. What's going on? <laughs> um so yeah. Uh but I'll I'll replay it at some point. So Yeah, it's really good. Um don't really know when, but I have this like itch to to go back and revisit some of those uh, Final Fantasy games. So I might kind of just like periodically chip away at one of them uh, once I'm done with eight. So. Oh, I'm I'm so I have this like urge in my heart to replay Final Fantasy five that I'm not about to indulge right now. Um, but uh, and every once in a while I go, what if I played twelve? Stupid! I'm not going to play twelve. I don't even like twelve that much. Um, 
and I, I haven't like played a lot. I but... haven't played Lightning Returns, um, which I need to do. But I need, I, you know, I'm I'm not going to back back into Final Fantasy Rebirths coming out in two months. We're gonna cover from more mapping, and then I'm fucking done with Final Fantasy for a, probably a while. Um, I just I need to play. Other, I mean, like playing Star Ocean. I'm like, this is really good. I re-downloaded Octopath Traveler two, which I'd kind of bounced off of, but since then I've heard some advice on how to like you kind of have to structure that game for yourself because they kind of let you do whatever. And I think it's a, I think it's a mistake. Um, tell me a story literally. Don't give me like a weird open world uh, with like, you can follow any story path you want. Um, I just am not looking for that. I'm not looking yeah. for that sort of formal experimentation out of my video games, my RPGs specifically other video games. is fine. Um, yeah. I, I like that when it's like more dedicated of like, this is what the game is doing. Yeah. You know, um, yeah um and so uh i have you know i have i have a, another rpg looming and then dragon's dogma drops and i'm probably gonna be playing dragon's dogma uh because everyone i know will be playing dragon's dogma and i like the first game and i'd like to get in with everyone else so that'll be my uh, up through summer probably um and who knows after that but like we have no plans to cover more rpgs um unless you count shenmue 2 which i don't um yeah and uh i'll pick up stuff as it is it interests me um but i kind of am looking forward to a bit of a break i said i wasn't gonna play any rpgs and then i just played star ocean to completion like over the holidays uh which was not on the plan not on the agenda um, <laughs> um the other game i've been wanting to get around to especially because it's fairly short i think um is sayana uda but it's like it's so short that i'm like oh sayana is like two hours yeah and so it's like because of the length of it it's like oh i just want like an evening where i'm like i don't have anything to do there's like nothing i want to like catch up on and i just sit down and play it and like probably finish it you know Mm -hmm. um i it just feels like it would not be a fun thing to be like well i can play for a half hour which maybe that would be fine and maybe it would work but um yeah lately sometimes i've had moments where i'm like oh i have like a half hour before bed or something uh, where I could do something. Um, and then I'll either plug away a little bit at Final Fantasy VIII if I don't feel like the next thing is going to just be a big, you know, a, a whole endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes when it is like, ah, it feels like the next thing is going to be a, an endeavor, then I'll do like a run of Hollow Cure or something like that. So, Because mm-hmm. um, a run of Hollow Cure, really good at being approximately a half hour before bed. <laughs> Yeah, for a while, um, right before I got into Star Ocean, uh, I was playing a lot of Binding of Isaac, which also has the... Yeah, this is about a half hour. Yeah. Uh, I still remember I had a, a roommate that was... Um, oh, what was it? It was a like NES, I think, game where you basically fought the Terminator at the end. I think it was like supposed to be a Terminator game. I'm trying to remember the name of it. This um, is not enough information. Yeah. Uh, but he, he was so good at like basically could probably start a uh, journey to Silius journey to Silius is the game. Okay. Um, and like, you know, if working on it could like start doing speed run stuff beyond just like being able to, to efficiently play the game, you know, where you like get into the more advanced speed run strat stuff. Mm. Uh, but he just could like efficiently play through the game in like a very normal way. Um, without doing like, you know, weird, other speedrun tricks um and it was so consistent that he he would sometimes use it as a timer if it because it was like 
22 minutes or something that he could beat it in. I forget okay. what it was. Um, and, uh, yeah, would sometimes just do that being like, well, I have like 28 minutes until I need to leave for class. So I'm just going to beat Journey to Silius again. And then, <laughs> like, I'll have like six minutes to, like, you know, get up and get things around and, and go. <laughs> um, I want to see what the Journey to Silius speedrun is. Um, I'm sure it's ridiculous, but, um, oh yeah, there are people doing it in like eight minutes, eight, eight and a half seems to be about the, the like top right now, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, it doesn't even seem like it was the the best game, but um, I've never played it. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was like originally supposed to be a Terminator game or something, and that's why the Terminator's in it. Journey to Silius, Rough World, Sunsoft. Yeah, originally based on the Terminator, lost the rights, and then they changed a little bit. Yeah. Um it does just have extreme Terminator vibes throughout it, so. Um Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen this in my life. There's a lot um, of there's a lot of NES games in the world. Yeah, <laughs> there truly are. Uh, I think. Oh, I I also had a thing where I wanted to like do something with an evening. Um, and instead, a thing on my Steam Deck. Two things on my Steam Deck got fucked up. One is the file manager would would no longer let me like move files between folders Weird. um i just i ended up uh doing like a a really manual like force update of the program uh there's like ways that i had to like go around and and reinstall stuff and everything um Mm -hmm. then it fixed it um but that was like annoying um and then that same night um, I tried to pull in Twisted Metal 2 because, uh, I played that a lot with my brothers. So like, uh, one of my brothers was like, you know, oh, it'd be fun if we could like find some way to play it. Um, and I just like, cause I, had, I got a Steam Deck dock so I can like connect it to the TV now. Um, and so I got that, uh, hooked up when I was like visiting my, my parents, um, with just, you know, some, uh, wireless controllers so that we could play a little bit of Twisted Metal Two. Twisted Metal Two, uh, but when I tried to like put Twisted Metal Two into the like the Steam Deck cards from from uh Emu Deck, mm. um, it just broke like most of the card images. So I like spent an Weird. entire evening trying to figure out how to fix that. Um, okay. So it it was because we were doing the like family share thing so that I could just play games from Autumn's library. Um, and having multiple accounts fucking breaks it apparently. So if you're like oh. currently logged into and you have like multiple accounts on a steam deck, um, uh, but yeah, I logged never... out of their accounts and it's still successfully sharing their games with me. So, um, that worked. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but in addition to logging out, you have to like delete the root folders for the users as well in order to make the stuff work again. It was very annoying and it took way too long to try and fix. So, uh, but I was annoyed cause I was just like, I wanted to like read something like, you know, um, 
read neighborhood story or like play some final fantasy eight or watch some double O and in- instead I spend an evening just wondering why my steam deck was fucked up. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's about it. I'm back to work. It sucks out here. Yeah. We're all back to work. It sucks out here. Yeah. Um, on a new project team working on robot arms now, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> next week with three more chapters. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Fox Omnia on, uh, Twitter and then also like co-host in blue sky, but I don't really use them. I should try and use blue, blue sky again. <clears throat> I found it. Okay. But, um, it's just it hard really, to keep up with multiple it really, things. really, 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 really matters that you don't follow some assholes who retweet garbage on Blue Sky because the, there's yeah. just not enough people using it. That if you follow like one person who like retweets too many news articles, that's all you're gonna see. I don't need yeah. to see fucking sick dunks on like conservatives in my life. All those people that I accidentally followed early on, they're getting muted. Uh, apologies. Um, I, I'm not going to unfollow you for like the, you know, social capital reasons that ever, no one likes to unfollow anybody in the world, but I will yeah. mute the fuck out of you. <laughs> if you don't want to get muted, stop doing it. Uh, there's nothing I like less than performative politics posting on Maine. And I understand yeah. that people feel bad and they need to do something. And if you, you feel helpless, I also feel helpless, but I've, I'd never once has someone been like, Oh, retweeting those things made me feel better. Um, and thus, why are you why are you still doing it? Why are you yeah. still doing it? Um, there was a period of time where I was like doing various activist work, and I was trying to do like Twitter stuff, and I was just yeah. like, "This is the least productive of all the stuff that I'm doing." So I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, yeah, there's there's truly it's like just a time sink, and usually just makes lots of people miserable in my yep. experience. So yeah, um. Also, most of the people that follow you agree with you, so it's just people seeing you say this the has been, that they this has been my thing. Also, yeah, like I don't yeah. have huge reach. I don't think I'm telling anybody they don't are like you already see it. You know, like yeah. Uh, what am I doing here? Uh, I don't feel better, so I'm not. I'm going to stop. So I yeah. never, I never try to indulge in that stuff. Every once in a while I'll do it, and then I'll be like, why did I do that? Why did I just get like allow myself to feel self righteous for thirty seconds and post a thing that nobody needs to see or have already seen six times? I'm, I'm walking yeah. away. Um, even if they haven't seen it, they already think that thing. Yeah. And now I've just told them that there's somebody else being an asshole. Um, yeah. yeah. Sam. Um. But yeah, I don't think I'm following too many people who do that. But okay. I also haven't been on Blue Sky in a while. So yeah. um I'll I'll try to get back to Blue Sky in twenty twenty four. Okay. Co host, different matter. Um I just find it outside of uh oh, I'm starting to get hiccups. Outside of my uh what I want from social media and all of that. Um but Autumn is on it and can do all the promo stuff for me, so that's fine. We've divided it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not promoing shit on Blue Sky or on Coast. I I promo on Blue Sky sometimes. I mostly just promo on Twitter. Um, so, like, I'll do Alf yeah. promos and abnormal mapping. But I like 
I don't typically do every everything that gets on Twitter does not necessarily get on Blue Sky or just because it uh, feels like too much. And like, yeah. I don't have a ton of followers there. Like, it's just not, it's just not popping off in the same way. Um, yeah. And nobody retweets promo shit on Blue Sky. I don't know. Everyone seems rude there. <laughs> and that's not, I just feel like the, the engagement with like being online is your job. It just does. People are sick of that shit on Blue Sky. Um, and are just, are just posting. At least that's what I'm seeing. I'm just seeing people posting. Um, and there's like a, there's like a freedom to that, I guess. But also shit, if you see something work, you like retweet that shit. Yeah, but they're probably doing the same thing I'm doing, which is like mostly on Twitter and they go to Blue Sky every once in a while and type out a fucking Blue Sky post and then post that and then go back to looking at Twitter where they do all the real work because yeah. this website's not dead yet for some goddamn reason. Yeah. Um, and also, if you're mostly on your like locked account or whatever, that's that's your friends like um, it's still just nice over on Twitter if you're only looking at your friends. Yeah. Aside from the fucking ads, I've gotten like there's like a billion different accounts that are doing this ad. It's the same fucking ad for like a bra. I don't even know what the bra. Oh brand yeah, everyone is. everyone got the bra ones. I didn't yeah. get the bra ones. I I don't know. And it's just like this woman like cutting the like bra like in between like yeah. in between her tits. She just like has sharp scissors and is like cutting the bra. And it's about how much the underwire sucks um which yeah yeah um and i i just fucking hate every time i see it now i fucking hate it because it's just like i will sometimes scroll and it's like literally every three or four tweets i get this exact same video um and there's no like blocking the account or whatever to to get rid of it because it's just there's eight billion accounts that are doing this one ad so um it's Are you wild. done with plugs? I'm done with plugs. All right. You can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. If you'd like to see all my shows, go to abnormalmapping.com. Uh, listen to Abnormal Mapping on Final Fantasy 15. That episode is really good. If you'd like to support our my shows, you can do patreon.com slash normalmapping. For $5 a month, you get blockbusters. The new blockbusters will be coming out in a week. And I think it's a really funny episode. Um, so please look forward to it. It's on The Fugitive, a uh, classic of uh, 90s crime cinema. Um, and I uh, had a great time. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't know, you are responsible for the next, uh, blockbusters. When you listen to the episode, you will find the organically where we go, ah, Neve has picked this one and you, you didn't oh. even know you were responsible. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. I realized I didn't say any of my podcasts. People can listen to ghost divers and pondering Puta mythology, Shirotaro and ornate stairwells. You yeah. didn't have to yell at us about corral takes so no they were fine yeah um, i think i yelled I about something else but i don't remember what it was it's been like two days and i've lost all memory um i feel like it was something autumn said but i don't remember yeah what. oh autumn rated daisies at like 23rd best movie of 2023 fuck off that's not true yeah um on one hand they watched a lot of bangers because they just see movies for the first time and among in a way them was daisies which is not the 23rd yeah. best anything it's but they still that. put a bunch of stuff above daisies that i don't think should have been above daisies yes but, um yeah but i could see daisies falling out of their top 10 with you know the movies that they had 10 so, is hard but 23 yeah. 23 is nothing that's a pittance yeah it, it should have at least been top 20 if not 20 top 15 yeah you know 
Uh, I think it easily could have been top 15. But, uh, yeah. I had it in my top 10, but I also had less... You know, I've seen the devils before, so... Yeah, no, like, this is the thing, new to me. (laughs) Well, Reference Screens actually keeps me pretty well fed with new to me, but, like... Uh, and I'm not rewatching stuff, but like I've seen a lot of bangers, you know. Uh, I'm watching these days. I uh, outside of repertory screenings, I'm mostly watching bad horror movies. So every once in a while, something will sneak in, but it's not that common. Yeah. Um. Every time I do, because usually we're like talking on between ourselves, just what do we want to watch? Mm. Um. And so I, I always kind of forget the extent to which ornate stairwells is me showing a bunch of movies I've seen before to Autumn. Um. Because it, it it's not like, oh, here's this next movie that I'm going to, like, have you watch. Uh, it's not how we, like, approach discussing what movie we're going to talk about ever. Yeah. Um, but then every time we do those lists, I'm like, oh, yeah, I am just showing a bunch of movies to you. I am just like, yeah, we should watch fucking The Devils because I've seen it and it's great. <laughs> um, but I never think about it throughout the year until we get to the end. Uh, yeah, you should do more new to you movies. It's good. Yeah. It's fun. Um, it is always fun when it comes up. We do. We, I feel like we do pretty, I feel like 80. Well, it's weird cause it's three people. Right. Um, and yeah. but the overlaps are kind of strange sometimes, but I feel like a good 80, 85% of repertory screenings and stuff. None of us have seen, um, me and destiny have seen a lot of movies, but like there's almost zero overlap in the, the things that repertory screens would pick that I and destiny have both seen. That just never happens. We just, the things that we watched before we started doing a podcast are just opposite ends of cinema in a lot of ways. If it's yeah. like some fucking nineties indie film, uh, like queer cinema, destiny's on top, on top of it. If it's some fucking fancy ass 60s, 70s European movie, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. She watched a lot of TCM. I watched a lot of bullshit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, the thing is, it's often, I mean, there's some stuff where, where like automobile to show something to me or like Connor, a lot of ghost divers is also me showing anime I've seen to Connor. Um, and it like rarely goes the other way. Um, so one of the things is sometimes it, it is just like, we just have to do something neither of us have seen, which would still be fun. But, um, is also more daunting with ghost divers because, um, you know, if it's a, if it's more than like 13 episodes, we're like committing to watching a, uh, uh, you know, like spending it at least months on something. So, mm. um, whereas it's a little lower stakes with ornate stairwells, it's just an episode. It's fine if the movie sucks. You know. Anyway, we're done with this podcast. I can't believe that we wasted you being amped up on coffee and ready to go for three hours on the the time I was the most fucking tired we've ever done this podcast. Yeah, well, snooze you lose. Yeah, uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for uh, listening. If you liked it, uh, retweet it. Uh, people have been coming into the Discord, being like, "Oh, I got to the episode where you demanded we come in the Discord and say nice things about the episode," and they've been doing that. So, good job, keep yeah. it up. That you're, you're but also that's every, every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah I demand you do that. No, it's fine. You don't have to do it every episode, but you know, maybe consider it yeah. uh, if it's not too much of a burden. Um, do it with my other podcasts. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing is if I don't get enough feedback of people saying it was good and you had very insightful things and you made me excited to listen uh, and I, enter- I was both entertained and felt my soul stirred by your words <laughs> that I failed and I feel bad about myself. Um, yeah. It's not healthy. It's just the way it is. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, that's it. Until next week, we are out of the podcast. And then we were out of the podcast.